Hello, guys, and welcome back to another edition of the Next One Podcast. I'm Ryan Conley, along yet again with Tom Krakow. One episode hiatus, but it was a month long because we only had one episode in a month. But he's back and in a new location. So, Tom, uh, take away. How are you doing? I am doing very good. Life has changed since last time we've uh, done a podcast together. I um, I am on location, and I will uh, I will let you know that I am in Pittsburgh, PA, overlooking the city. You know, had to come out here and be the Messiah as I am. I had to save them. So, on a little bit of a trip here, and glad to be here. Glad to be here. Well, Tom, I'm glad you're happy and you're with your brother and your Steelers fans and supporting with the little Red Sox I see in the background, some Red Sox. I'm sure maybe actually you're, you're mostly just a Red Sox and Steelers fan, so I'm doubting any Bruins or Celtics, but yeah, um, <clears throat> basketball is not that big out here, so I could wear Celtics up and no one would care. <laughs> Penguins suck just like the Bruins did, so no one really cares about hockey right now. Uh, the Pirates are so bad out here that people actually root for the Red Sox with me. Oh. Um, and we're all Steeler fans, so life is good out here as a sports fan. I don't have to worry about... I mean, I forgot, though, I'm still on the Boston Airwaves right now. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not in Pittsburgh really on this podcast. But, But here's what we'll do. We'll start getting the show around to my Pittsburgh friends, and maybe this can, you know, we'll start moving this podcast out west. It'll be a, a debate of east first, kind of mid east, because Pittsburgh yeah. kind of on that line of Midwest and east. That's oh, yeah. I'll have to get some Pittsburgh people on here. We'll, we'll get their informed opinions because everyone knows the Steelers fans are very uh, calm and witty and makes a clear cut point so we'll have to get some more on but they'd be great honestly i maybe one podcast we should do a two on two you get a pats fan on we'll get a i'll get a Steeler fan on we'll just do a a tag team match on i mean podcast started with two other patriots fans but you know they uh vanished from the podcast but you know it's fine i'm not bitter it's fine So let's get right into it. We're going to start with some Patriots. So while we were gone, our hiatus, the Patriots had their mini camps, their mandatory mini camps, voluntary OTAs, all that. And nothing really much came of it. I mean, Stephon Gilmore's holding out. Uh, there's going to be a QB bow, we assume, between Cam Newton and Mac Jones, where Cam Newton is probably the favorite. And the only way Mac Jones will start is if he's overwhelmed, like just dominating kind of thing. That's the only way he's going to end up. But nothing else came out of it until I'd say, I think it was yesterday where Nikhil Harry of all people, first round bust Nikhil Harry, the dude that when he catches a 15 yard dig, it's a miracle where it's like, he's back. Nikhil Harry's here, but he only have 15. Yard, that's his only catch for the game. Nikhil Harry of all people has requested a trade from the Patriots and I don't remember a Patriot requesting a trade or very many. And 
it's very hard for me to remember someone requesting a trade that is a total bust like Nikhil Harry, where no team is going to touch his first round contract. Why would they? He sucks. He hasn't done anything to show that he doesn't suck. And yet he thinks he can just request a trade and be fine with that. I don't know if it was his agent's idea or his idea, but we all knew to care. Harry kind of sucked, but now he's also stupid. What a bum. And I say that because one, he called out the coaches and basically saying it's because of the coaches that I, or the agent said it's because of the coaches, my client isn't performing to what he should be. Two. Oh God. If I was Bill, I'd laugh. I'd say, who are you? I'd laugh. And you're going to, you're giving him what he wants by either releasing him or trading him. So you just let him rot. Let him rot. It's, I was stunned yesterday when I heard it, I was driving in the car and it was on the Pittsburgh uh, sports show. They did the, their headlines out here. And like, they're like, also in this hour, uh, New England Patriots receiver, Nikhil Harry has requested a trade. They said it like it wasn't any news because they don't even know who he is. So it, that says a lot because it, you're in Boston, you know, you'll hear, you know, nobody knows who he is. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Total bum move by Nikhil Harry. And it shows basically he's giving up. Nikhil Harry sees Patriots try to add a few weapons, a few tight ends, a few wide receivers. None of these wide receivers are clear cut number ones. On other teams, to be twos or threes. So it's not like they brought in Julio Jones to take the number one spot. Nikhil Harry has no chance. And Nikhil Harry basically gave up trying. He's a quitter. When the time gets tough, he just wants to leave. He blamed Cam last year at one point too, right? I Well, I think his rookie year, his agent blamed it on Brady for not trusting rookies and his agent blamed it on cam this i don't think the kill hair blamed it on cam i think his agent did just because he wasn't getting accurate balls which is a fair statement but if you i'm not like a huge analytics guy but pro football focus has a stat on a uh, percentage of times just getting open on a route so somehow they can track each receiver and if they got open on that route and Nikhil harry ranked 99th out of 100 only getting open on 25 percent of his single coverage routes is a single coverage uh tracker so he's only beating some coverage one out of four times, which is terrible. But I have a, the quote from the agent right here. I just want to read it real quick. And he said, for the past several months, I have been working in cooperation with the Patriots behind the scenes to put a plan in place to allow Nikhil to thrive in New England. Through two seasons, he has 86 targets, which obviously hasn't met expectations. The Patriots and Nikhil had when they drafted a dominant downfield threat who was virtually unstoppable at the point of attack in college. Following numerous conversations with the Patriots, I believe it's time for a fresh start and best of both parties if Nikhil Harry moves on before the start of training camp. That is why I've informed the Patriots today I am formally requesting a trade on behalf of my client. Nikhil Harry understands a key ingredient to production is opportunity. He will continue to work hard to develop and refine his craft after missing a large portion of his rookie year to injury. His draft day expectations for his NFL career have not changed. We are confident success is just around the corner for him and we'll aggressively pursue it. 
I love and it. I would say the exact opposite. Akil Harris had every opportunity to succeed. Yeah. The Patriots put him basically in every single – we've tried him outside. We've tried him on the slot. We tried him just giving him reverses. Like, he is not a good receiver. He has not shown any sense of dominant downfield catching. I mean, a guy like DK Metcalf, him and DK Metcalf have similar builds, like size and height. But you can just see the difference where Nik- DK Metcalf will shove people off him. If Nikhil Harry gets hit once, he's down. Like, Nikhil Harry has no fire in the belly. He's a diva wide receiver without any of the skill. I'm kind of on your path, Tom. I just, he's on his rookie deal. Why give him the joy of leaving? Just have him rot as your fifth wide receiver and just have him suffer. And if he doesn't want to show up, he doesn't get paid. Like, he, Nikhil Harry has no leverage here. Patriots have all the leverage. And Nikhil Harry sucks. He's, he lost some weight. So, but from all of reports saying like didn't see a noticeable difference in speed or skill level whatsoever. He has not popped whatsoever. There's no reason he will pop. And yeah, Nikhil Harry is bad. I will say this one. I'll ask you the question first. Did you take any of that serious? I didn't. Every line in that was just laughable. Oh, in the quote? Oh, it's totally la- like, I don't even know. How can this agent believe this, that he was a dominant downfield receiver? Maybe he was in college, but he's not now. And no. he's had opportunities. Literally, look at the analytics. Again, not an analytics guy, but if you're 99th out of 100 getting open on one-on-one coverage, that says it all right there. <laughs> okay, so the first year – everyone a lot of people were like okay you're one Brady's being a, you know kind of a kind of a diva right now like I want this receiver I want that receiver all right let's try him out next year Cam yeah whatever but then you go back and look at it Brady you have Brady saying I Brady didn't let's just be honest Brady didn't like him Brady was like you're trash <laughs> I mean, literally, and that's probably true because of what he said on the shop a couple weeks ago. 90% of the time, I just say good things, even though I mean the complete opposite. Brady probably looked at him and said, you're going to be really good. Sorry, you know, he's probably, you're so bad. He's just being a good teammate. And just a quick point, I'll continue. We're not asking Nikhil Harry to have a thousand yard season and like 10 touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. We're asking him to have like an average season like 800 yards a few touchdowns jacoby myers has proven even with cam sucking jacoby myers had a pretty solid year for when he played that's what we wanted to kill harry to just have a solid year and he can't even do that he's terrible i think Le'Veon bell is a better receiver than Nikhil harry is and he's not even a receiver i don't disagree they're like they're he is so bad to the point where nobody knows who he is so if I was him, I would have just kept my mouth shut. I would have gone out there, did what I had to do. Because we, in reality, he's headed for someone's practice squad or he's heading – or I don't know. It's just the entire situation is just so laughable. I mean, you look at guys here in Pittsburgh, right? Now, I'm always going to give the Steelers comparison. But you always – there are receivers that people don't even hear of that come to Pittsburgh and just produce. 
right? Mm -hmm. Nikhil Harry has had all the opportunities in the world to produce. Their receiving core has been so crappy. Like, there's not like there was any standout receiver that was far and away better than he was coming into his first year. No one's right? taking a ball's way from him. Like, no. no receiver to do that. No one's taking his balls away. No one's taking away his opportunities. He just, I'm sorry, but I mean, it goes the way, it goes this way in high school, it goes this way in college, it goes this way in professional sports. If you're not good enough to fill the role, you're not going to play. And you've had every opportunity to fill that role and you just, you haven't succeeded on it. So, you know, you look at, I don't know, um, give me another average receiver from the Patriots last year that, you know, was better than him, that no one really even really cared about. Um, (laughs) That's not, uh, what's his face? I mean, Bird. Marlon Bird, is that who it is? Not Marlon, but. Marlon Bird, I'm thinking baseball. Yeah. Damien. Damien Bird. Whatever. Still more reliable than Nikhil Harry. And he's just like, I don't know, man. I just think at the end of the day, if you're obviously whatever the agent's saying, you're saying to him, you know what I mean? The agent didn't yes. just wake up one day and say, he's hey, just the mouthpiece. You know, I think you can make more money if you leave the Patriots. I'm going to let the Patriots know. Oh, okay. I mean, I like playing there and stuff, but go ahead, do it for me. No, this is all coming from Nikhil Harry. It's laughable. And if I was Bill, this would be the one time I would say, okay, well, we're actually going to eat. We're, we'll pay you just so, so you don't get what you want. Because like I said at the beginning, him saying they haven't given him the opportunity and this would be best for both sides is calling out the coaches saying the coaches haven't given Nikhil Harry any opportunities. And if I was Bill or if I was any, if I was McDaniels, I'd be pissed off and um, I'd be like, this is laughable. And I take the request of our them, look at the paper, crimple it up, throw it in the trash basket, uh, throw it in the trash and act like I never even saw it. See your training camp. Yeah. The worst part for me, if we heard maybe late July, Nikhil Harry traded, then I I won't be mad. I mean, it's it happens. But for Nikhil Harry and his agent to go out publicly and state this and think that maybe we'll get public opinion to be on our side and like force Page's hand is utterly ridiculous. Nikhil Harry should question his agent. I don't know what this agent's doing. You only make it public if you see some sort of leverage in it. And Nikhil Harry has zero leverage whatsoever in this. Patriots don't need him, but he's also on the rookie contract, so they can afford to just eat his contract and not care. And they need receivers. There's no one really available, so Nikhil Harry knows the system, so we're just going to keep him, screw him. Like, he'd he's here for two years what's he gonna do just not play not make money fine do that his agent total dipwad to kill harry sucks on and on off the field on and off the field i don't know what they're doing if he gets traded like see ya to kill harry i mean probably the worst pick bill belichick's had i mean arguably one of the ones you could yeah, argue it, but for being a first-round pick and giving that production, I'd say he's probably one of the worst picks Patriots ever made. I think you can possibly say that this is – if you're having a bad day, you just read this story and you can just laugh. That's what this is. It's not like it's, – it's almost like he woke up and said, oh, well – 
He's going to, and if this happened, <clears throat> trust me, and this is going to be hilarious. He'll go on Twitter or social media and be like, they all doubted me. Or he's probably telling his boys like, oh, they're all going to doubt me. Watch so I do big things. I'm going to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Somewhere <laughs> else. I'm going to be in the Pro Bowl. When I play the Patriots, I'm going to play my best game because they doubted me. It's uh, That's just how this, this is what the, this is what professional sports has turned into. All right. You players just feel like they can do this because if you were like a first, second round pick and it's not working, like you feel you can just, this is what sucks is that you're allowed to just do this. You, like you can just be like, Oh, I want to go somewhere else. And ev- these players feel like that's just going to happen. They feel like, Hey, I'm going to request a trade today. I'm going to go somewhere else. But Tom, that is the case. I agree. But those players are usually good. Those players usually are pro bowlers or, Maybe uh, all pros. These are guys that have accomplished something. Nikhil Harry hasn't accomplished squat. And I, like, this shouldn't make me angry. It should be funny, but it just pisses me off how dumb he is. Like, how could he be he, this dumb? The Steelers produce receivers. He could come to Pittsburgh and still suck. <laughs> he, he will suck. He will hunt. He can't move. He can't get open. You can't. If you feel no how good the offense is, you can't scheme slow. someone open if you can't beat one-on-one coverage. If you can't beat one-on-one coverage, you can't scheme to get open. You scheme to try to get those one-on-ones. If you can't beat the one-on-one, then you suck. Why do I feel like the Steelers would take him to? In the story what? Why do I feel like Pittsburgh would even consider picking him up? Uh, I mean, because Mike Tom was just like, yo, like – one man's trash, another man's treasure. I do this. Like, I've been so lucky receivers. I can just do this. And, I mean, if you're Nikhil Harry, again, so stupid. This is the best opportunity you have. Any other team, like, this is your one chance to be a number one. Like, he still can be the number one if he somehow figured it out. No other team will he be the number one. He will not be considered the number one option. Like... I don't get it. Like, how? What Yo, sort of leverage do you have? I want to go to, I want to go to Jacksonville and be Trevor Lawrence's number one. <laughs> like, like he won't be the number one. Like, I'm sure they have a receiver that will be. The, the Patriots don't have a clear cut receiver. If Nelson Aguilar will be our number one receiver, but it's not like he's like he had one good year with the Raiders, and before that, everyone in Philadelphia hated his guts because he dropped everything. Like. This is not like a blowaway competition. Like we got. Isn't it amazing. sad that you, you, gave year, you gave him a year of excuses? Now he has two years of excuses, and just oh god, it's like not- I I was willing to give him one. I, I'm I before this request, I was willing to give him one more year because yes, Tom Brady hates on the rookies that that has been proven in the past. And he was having a rough last year because Tom Brady wanted out. Like Brady was mentally checked out. He said he's mentally checked out. So I can see that being the case. Give you a pass. Second year, Cam Newton throwing ducks. Okay, I can I can give you the benefit of the doubt. Jacoby Myers did do pretty good still, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But now you're requesting a trade? The no. Patriots are probably going to give him another chance too. And now he's going to camp with the entire team knowing he doesn't even want to be there. And he yeah. sucks. And, and sucks. this is bad on him. Listening to the radio, you have two similar, two situations of the same: Stephon Gilmore holding out and Nikhil Harry wanting to leave. Nikhil Harry hasn't earned squat playing the NFL. 
like maybe he's friends with teammates, but just from a league perspective, he hasn't earned anything. Stefan Gilmore is a proven veteran that wants to be paid adequately because he's only getting paid like seven million, which I don't blame him for holding out, and players wouldn't blame him for holding out either. They kill Harry requesting a trade, accomplishing nothing. If you're gonna request a trade, do it not going to the media. I'd be fine if you did it without going to the media, but going to the media somehow thinking this is a leverage play. Like it pisses me off how dumb Nikhil Harry is and his agent. It doesn't even affect the. It doesn't affect the Patriots one bit. It no. just affects him. It affects him. That's like, that's almost like you going to work and you're like, well, you know what? I want to go to the other company across the street. I request a trade. It's like, be like what? If you're going to work, so you work at a mechanic shop, and you literally don't do shit all day. You literally just watch other people do stuff. It's like. Well, the other I want to go to the other company, so I'm gonna leave you guys. It's like good bon voyage. Like, we don't need you. Like, if, you I, just, so if I'm the Patriots, I'm not even like I'm not even releasing them. <laughs> no, I, I hope they don't release. I hope Nikhil Harry's upset the whole year. Yeah. And if you're this great dominant player downfield that your agent claims you are, this should be a challenge to try to be better that they're not trading me might as well show other teams that I can do this and then get traded next year. And he's not going to do it. He's going to poop his pants and he's going to have like 15 catches for 200 yards. And then he's going to get hurt and not play the rest of the season. Watch this. Ready? So the person who gave us, so for the people listening, the person who gave us this apartment, beautiful apartment the one thing they have issues with is when the storms get really bad they tend to lose power and it is raining so bad you can't even see out the window and it's thundering lightning we're in a severe thunderstorm watch until 11 p.m so i'm praying to god i don't lose internet if so i'll reconnect on the lte on the phone just point out so we'll keep that in mind i just popped up on the tv that oh the thunderstorms we're in a thunderstorm and a flood advisory i'm sure you guys don't have a uh Oh, what's it called? A generator, power generator. Oh, now nah, we're in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't believe in that. I'll just call. I'll call. Um, I'll call Big Ben. See if I can use his apartment or something like that. Last question regarding uh, Patriots before we move on. Yeah. Does Nikhil Hay requesting a trade? Is that an indictment at all on Bill Belichick or? Is this such a separate issue? Like, is this an indictment that players are less believing in Bill Belichick, or is this a separate issue where the killer is just kind of? No, this started before even anyone ever questioned Bill Belichick. Look, when Patriot when Patriots players leave the Patriots, it's very it's still very rare you hear anyone say anything negative about Bill, right? The only reason why anyone ever started talking negative about Bill is because of Brady. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was it was because of the Bill and Brady connection. Other than that, you haven't even – I can't even put maybe five players or ten players from my fingers down on who's negatively talked about Bill Belichick. So – and I don't even ever – like if Bill hated Nikhil Harry and didn't want to put – they wouldn't have given him chance after chance after chance after chance. You know what I mean? So they, I don't they think put him in like has, every spot to try to get him to do something. Yeah, and you know Bill doesn't like you. He's not even considering playing, yes. right? So 
this has nothing to do with Bill. This is a separate issue. This is Nikhil Harry knowing that he straight out sucks. Holy crap, training. Um, We're getting this is Nikhil Harry knowing that he sucks and he's trying to find a way to make an excuse to get out of that situation and praying for the best. He's honestly, he's honestly making a prayer right now is what he's doing. This is because he knows. And then maybe he saw the other receivers that just came into camp. He's like, ah, well, I'm screwed. Right. Cause you have receivers that are bigger names that people know more and that are pro- probably going to play more than him because he knows he sucks. And he's trying to get, escape the situation now. Mm-hmm. So I do, I w- like, we have to be able to say, okay, we'll give him one. Pa- we'll give him at least one pass for the last two years. But there comes a point in time now where it's being when you start saying that people haven't given you chances, then that's kind of like, okay, like, well, you know, it's starting to seem like he's delusional more than uh, anything else. It might be, I mean, not as bad as AB, but no, at least AB was saying like, at least AB is good. At least AB is a pro bowler. Yeah. This guy sucks. AB said a lot of bad things. Exactly. At least AB was headed to being the best receiver of all time. Nikhil Harry hasn't even caught like 100 receptions in two seasons combined. I don't know if Nikhil Harry's caught 100, had a 100 yard game receiving. I think his best is 77 yards, if I remember, like seven receptions, 77 yards, because he can't get more than 10 yards down the field. Yeah. And I remember last year, my old roommate, Nikhil Harry, had like a, a nice touchdown grab. And the first thing he says, wow, he actually got in the end zone. Like, I mean, like, it's it's little things like that. I mean, you have guys on the radio calling him Keneal Harry. If, you're, if your name is the receiver's game mispronounced, you, do, you, you suck. If <laughs> like if, yeah. Well, if I'm listening to Pittsburgh radio and they fastly go over the headlines because it just popped in at sports news and they don't even, no one out here knows who you are, you suck, mm-hmm. right? Like, why she was that suspicion, yeah. Yeah, like, say it was like, um, I don't know, um... Uh, We're saying an average receiver, just like Jacoby Myers. Like people, I know Jacoby Myers. He's the best receiver on the Patriots. The Patriots sucked, but like people, like yeah, he came. He was a quarterback in college, and he's outperformed. Like yeah, like Like, maybe Hunter Renfro, like on the Oakland Raiders. Like he's not very good, but I know his name. You don't know Kaylin Harris' name because he sucks. Exactly. Like if 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 it's an out of market city, and someone said, "Oh wow." Also in this hour, Darren Waller, tight end of the Raiders, has requested a trade. Wow, that's big news. Then you'd be like, wow, okay, Darren Waller. But they're going, and Patriots receiver Nikhil Harry has requested a trade. And other news, because nobody knows who you are. Nobody cares about you. And if you were to never be seen again on a starting roster and played on the practice squad, nobody would care. No one would notice. No one's calling you up to say, hey, we know you can be a good fit on this team. They're calling you up to say, hey, we got a spot in the practice squad. That's Maybe you could be the 53rd man. You couldn't convince me in a training camp if you had a couple of good weeks of training camp that Nikhil Harry would be the starter on any opening day squad after this point. He he did this himself. If he just kept his mouth shut and produced a little bit more this year, maybe it would have helped his case. He should have kept his mouth shut going into next year and maybe having a better season this year. Like, decent – say he had a decent season – didn't say anything, but still wanted to be released, kept it quiet, and the Patriots worked with him and said, you know what, you had a better year, you kept your mouth shut, you didn't say anything, we'll work with you here. But he hasn't done anything, and he went public with it. 
and now it just bit him in the butt because and it's not even like you're not even going to hear a sports station on national tv national radio local radio no one's going to defend this guy no one's going to sit here and say you know what he's right it didn't work out he'd be better somewhere else no no one's saying that he'll hear get 500 yards in a season before you start complaining as much as cam sucks cam's probably laughing at the news too (laughs) I, i hope i mean Cam's like, all right. <laughs> Averaging 9.4 yards per catch, you're a number one receiver, and you can't average 10 yards per catch. You're trash. You're terrible. <laughs> Your longest catch of the season was 30 yards. Oh, my. Like You could probably catch at least a 40-yard reception in that. You should be able to accidentally get more than a 30-yard catch. It's like a blown coverage. You can't even get open on a blown coverage. No one's looking your way on a blown coverage. That's how bad you are. Oh, I digress. I love that. So, Brady's, what do you think Brady's saying with the, with the news? He probably opened up his phone one day or yesterday and saw the news. What do you think he said? Brady probably looked, scrolled through and said, <laughs> and it's, a little, it's a little Brady. laugh. Like, if Bill Belichick can't, can't get Nikhil Harry under control, like, what's going on with this Patriots team right now? Like, Nikhil Harry should have no say in anything as contract. Oh, like, my God. Brady, Brady calls him up and says, come play for the Bucks. <laughs> He, he should look up to the sky and talk to God and say, God, thank you for giving me a seven-figure contract when I can't catch the ball more than 10 yards down the field on a play. Thank you for everything you've given me, all this luck I've gotten, because I suck. Wow, I didn't expect to see you get worked, so, worked up so much in that, in that, in that, uh, in that segment there. See, I thought it would be like a five-minute segment, but like keep talking about it. It's like, this trash dude really wants to leave. And thinks he can get it better somewhere else. He wants more opportunity. This is the most opportunity you're gonna get to kill Harry. So like, buck up or shut up. He like, could honestly go to the Jets. Yeah. The esteemed franchise, the Jets, and get better opportunity. And still suck. He he'll suck anywhere. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could be his quarterback, and he's not gonna be able to sling it to him open. He, he's gonna get blanketed but that's enough to kill harry that's more time than to kill harry's worth but that was fun to talk about and roast him for a little bit i would have thought that maybe look at he got his this will be a two-day story and you'll never hear of him again and that's all he's gonna get so he got his two days of fame unless he get, gets actually traded which no, i don't think sorry, he will sorry. he got his two days of fame in new england no one's talking about this outside of new england no one even heard that he requested a trade except the intern at Bleacher Report that tweeted it. Nobody no probably remembers even in the NFL. No. I mean, who would? But now, we're going to go to uh, from one frustrating story to another frustrating team and that is the Boston Celtics since we were gone. This was a few weeks ago, but Ime Udaka and uh, Brad Stevens Brad Stevens didn't get fired, but he got promoted to the president of basketball operations. And Ime Udaka was signed as the head coach. He previously was an assistant coach on the Brooklyn Nets, the Spurs, I think Team USA that finished sixth. So I don't know why that's a flex, but they finished sixth in like the whatever tournament in 2018 with Jason, when Jason Tatum, Kemba, Mark Smart, and Jalen Brown were on the team. They finished like sixth somehow. Like for some reason, that's a flex, but. He was the assistant coach there. And 
I just want to um, get your thoughts on it. Uh, just general, are you okay with Brad Stevens not being the head coach? Uh, are you surprised they made him the president of basketball operations? Am I him after a bad season? Am I surprised? I'm surprised of what happened the day after, right? So this was already in the works before that. It's not like they said, all right, hey, Brad, right after the game, you want to become the 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 president of operations here, right? Do you want to do you want to run the show here? This was in the works, all right. This was in they knew what was gonna happen. They knew they weren't gonna make they they knew they weren't going to the championship, right? They said this is probably we're probably not going. So if it doesn't happen, we're gonna offer you this. Danny, this was already in the works, all right. I mean, good for them too that none of this ever slipped out. Yeah. I mean, it had to have been a couple of weeks or a couple of months that they'd known this. I think Danny came to them in like February and was like, I'm stepping down after this. So, like, I don't think anything came out about it. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. No so, I mean, when it happened, I remember sitting, I was in a class and I just had first take on in the background. I don't know why. I can't stand first take anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, I, first take undisputed. Like Skip Bayless's takes have gone way too outlandish for even me to like seriously watch it. Like Skip Bayless is kind of. It, it's not even the takes. It's more the. It's more the. Um, it's more the fact that it's they just scream, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it used to be funny, but now it's just kind of like, all right, well, your points suck, but secondly, you're screaming, and I can't understand it. There were times, there was an episode, I kid you not, I think it was the day that they broke this news, and then it broke at like 10.30, 10.30, whatever it was. Stephen A was screaming so loud in the TV, you know, like when your audio speaker is too loud and you have to turn it down a little bit because you couldn't hear like a little like fuzzy in the background, yeah. like, you know I'm talking about? The it was to the point where I my TV down. So I went on Twitter to see if it was my TV or not, so I typed in first take, and um, everyone was tweeting out, can someone on first take tell Stephen A. Smith to stop, to calm down my TV? kidding. <laughs> So, um, so what my thoughts were is when it happened, I said, whoa, right? And I like it. I like it because it just, it shows that they're literally willing to try. Because it's been the same picture and the same story every single year. Oh, they're almost there. Yay. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll be back next year, guys. But in reality... They weren't responding to the head coach anymore. They were soft. And I I think it's good because you're going to get, I think you're going to get different moves. You're going to see who you're going to see who Brad wanted and who Brad didn't want. And I like that too. Holy crap. That was loud. I could, I could hear it a little. Yeah. I'm um, so, so I guess my main point to it is I'm, I like I like what they did, and also too, the main concern I had was when they were finding the head coach before they found Udaka. Was this has to be approved by Tatum, and this has to be approved by Jalen Brown, because you need them to stay, you need them to be connected here as long as possible. If you hire someone they don't want, they're gone, right? Like Danny can go on the radio, and or Wick can go on the radio and say, oh well, they're signed to this. We all know what happens. You know what I mean? We all know it's just because you're part of a contract. Cough, cough, Nikhil Harry. 
um, you can request trades and it just happens. So you needed to, you needed to get someone that Tatum was going to like. Secondly, Brad, I don't think they weren't responding to Brad anymore. Brad's just always. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, I just think they needed some type of major change and the organization needed to be looked at differently than what it currently was. And that's just my take on it. I like, I like the complete turnaround there and which leads me to, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get to the Horford news after this, but I'm Udaka. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I know everything about the guy. Um, he was an assistant in Philly, right? Was it Philly or was it Brooklyn? Brooklyn last year. Okay. Which is good too, because Udaka just worked with Kyrie. I was going to say, if he has the respect of Kevin Durant and Kyrie, that makes me feel better because guys like I don't care Tatum. has the respect of. <laughs> like, I, like, I have no respect for Kyrie. Like, I'm very much on the anti-Kyrie side. But just because Jason Tatum is very pro-Kyrie, it makes me happier that a guy like Ime Udaka has, hope, I assume, at least has respect from Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So... A guy like Jason Tatum, who seems to be very influenced by the superstars like Kevin Durant and Kyrie, can see him like, okay, I'm going to try to play for him. Because he was a former player. I think that was huge to get a former player, just someone that can relate. Like It's hard for Brad Stevens to relate because he's kind of just come, like just known for coaching Butler and coming here. Like That's really basically it. So this is much needed. I agree with you. Um. It's Brad just it's different because at the end of every year, and I said this, times I said this, I hear Celtics fans complain about how things are like, you know, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, it's back to the, whoa, well, my team fights hard. My team, we're going to, we fight so hard. Well, we have so much heart. Well, heart can only lead you to certain places, man. Especially you know, in the NBA. Yeah. That year with, when they lost to LeBron in game seven against Cleveland, yep. that's the year they should have gone. Um, last year in the bubble, last year they should have gone. This year they had talent. Yeah, yeah, injuries did hurt them. I'm not going to sit here and say injuries weren't a factor because they were, which is another reason why they're soft. And I hate saying <laughs> that. I know as a former athlete, I know like injuries happen, but just the and perception. Then, you, know, of the you, know what, oh, you know what pisses me off? This is what pisses me off. I'll just, there's multiple instances of this where they'll let other teams push them around and they won't do anything about it. But what really pissed me off was when Kyrie crap talked Boston. I'll keep it PG. And then brought race into something that didn't even need to be brought into. And then on top of that, stomps on the logo, right? So, Oh God. And it pisses me off because when Juju danced on a logo, he got destroyed, right? Danced on a logo. And then Kyrie, after everything he's been saying about you the last week, stomps on your logo and the Celtics players high five him and handshake him after the game and say, great series. We, you just killed us, but great series, Kyrie. Oh, you're my boy. Yeah. That's, that's what I hate about this team. How goody goody they are with players. They let him talk. They didn't, they didn't defend anything. They didn't 
say anything back. Jalen Brown did the best way of it. He said, look, I don't think Ray should have been brought into it. And then obviously he went and explained what, you know, how it should have gone. And he did it very well. Other than that, dude, they could, someone could shove Jason Tatum on the floor and no one would go up to the guy who shoved him and, and get in his face or like that. They'd be like, all right, well, let's pick him up. We'll be fine. They're soft. They don't, they just, I, 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 I go back to the days of like Garnett, you know, Garnett was very vocal on it. Kendrick Perkins was very vocal on it. And we're like, dude, what are you guys doing? You're, like, this dude just stomped in your logo and you're high-fiving him after the like, game. Even even just going back to when Isaiah Thomas was here for that magical year, like, against the Washington Wizards, like, there was, like, they cared about the team and they were trying to beat the other team. The Celtics now are all just, like, best friends with each, like, all the other, like, it's, it's like an AAU league in the NBA where they're all, like, good goody goody friends with each other That's all it is, play basketball make money and just to get to your Kyrie point I didn't care as much he stomped on the logo like it's it's whatever I cared that in the press conference he's like I just want to be I just want this to be about basketball be mature not bring race and like Boston might have a history but there's no instant for that to be brought up in the moment was, he was he was awesome. using that as a tool, not to talk about try to not get booed. Sorry, to try to not get booed. Yes, yeah, like this is like over a month ago when we're talking about now, but uh, like he he is the perfect, like, I think listening to Felger and Maz, I don't need like using a lot of things they said, but I think uh, big Jim Murray, you're a fan of, uh, he he put it perfectly saying that you kill, I mean, (laughs) Kyrie Irving. Is basically, or maybe it was Jim Murray, uh, James Murray, one of the two. But Kyrie Irving's basically just a heel, and as the a heel in wrestling, you just want to get them to boo you, and you can use race with it. Including myself, I fell so hard in that trap. Like I was tweeting, like please boo him, like that's all I want, and that's what Kyrie basically wanted because it's the it's all about perception of Kyrie Irving talking about how people will shout things in the crowd, which I'm sure it happens and it's not good, but saying that and then the Boston crowd absolutely booing the crap out of him the next night. So it gives the perception like Kyrie is looking for sensitivity. And then the Boston crowd just absolutely like roasts his life saying F you Kyrie and all that. So Kyrie got what he wanted in that series where to make himself look like the innocent, like I did nothing wrong. It's like Kyrie, we don't hate you because you're black. There have been so many because you promised us, or you didn't promise. You asked us if you could stay. We hate then... you because you're a fraud. That's why yes. we hate you. Yes, he like, tried. To, he tried to use race as a way to not get booed. Yes, exactly. He, and he knew he was. He's he is the heel. He knows what he was doing. He's a well. I wouldn't say he's a smart guy. I can't. I don't even want to say he's a smart guy, but it was a clever move by him. I'll say it was yeah, a clever it move was by a him. Smart move. It was smart. And the fact of the matter is, is that he's not. He's not that smart. He's not. And but he, but he thinks he's the most smartest guy in the world. So then, <laughs> so then, his next level deep thinking pisses me off. But that's like Jalen Brown to me seems like. A knowledgeable guy. He knows what he's talking about. He seems pretty grounded. Like Kyrie Irving's all over the place. One moment he's trying to seem grounded, the next moment he's just 
completely delusional about another topic. And to round it all together, it's really scary that a guy like Chase Tim sees someone as Kyrie Irving as his role model. Like that scares me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm happy. I don't know if we did a podcast talking about Kyrie Irving. I think that might've been part of our hiatus, but I'm glad we got that. I'm glad to get the Kyrie hate off my chest, even though, is oh my God. that Kyrie knocked on Vanessa's door when when Kobe died and asked if he could practice in, in his, in his court? Like, Kyrie, Is that a true story? I, I think so. And I'm sure he meant it as a sentimental thing, but Kyrie's um, like LeBron is the most self obsessive person, but LeBron's not that crazy where he's knocking on the door, asking to play on the court to reflect, like ma- trying to make Kyrie made it about him, if we're being honest. And that's a mini LeBron ask, but LeBron would even do it that bad. Like Kyrie Irving is just the worst. You the, worst in, ever... the worst person that hasn't physically harmed anyone, he's just the worst in that sense. Like, the worst you can possibly be without causing physical harm to others. That's Kyrie, the worst. And, like, I'll even acknowledge, like, yeah, Boston has a pass, right? But you can't sit here and say, well, you know. Like, anyway, back to the Celtics, because Kyrie's already pissing me off, and this happened months ago. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, so, yes. The Celtics need a guy who they will respond to, that they want as their head coach. Who and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will respond to. Exactly. So now you bring in Horford. Okay, so when the when the trade first happened, I hated it. The Kemba trade. I yep. hated it. I hated it. I hated it. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so it's a cap dump. One. Two. I wish it were. I really wish it worked out with Kemba because Kemba was a good guy. Kemba, I like Kemba a lot. I, yeah, I agree. Very respectable, hard worker. You know, whatever. But he just, unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. His body failed him. Exactly, and he only went on certain stretches where he looked like the the old Kemba. Like in that contract that he had, and him, he has He wasn't even really here long. It was like what two years? Two like two years. Really, yeah. And. We not at one point did we say, "Wow, he's having a great season." It was, it was mostly, "Oh, he's almost back to looking like the old Kemba." Oh, He'd have flashes. He flashes, and with that kind of contract and with what you need from him, you can't just have flashes. Horford, whatever. He's older. He's tall. He's a big guy. You need a big guy at the center, but he'll help spread the court a little. I like it. I like it more for the cap dump. Yes, for hopefully either getting Horford doesn't really get hurt either. Getting like a Bradley Beal or a I forget who the other name was out there. I think Bradley Beal is their number one option. I'm trying to think if someone's gonna be a free agent next summer. Dude, get Damian Lillard out here. Damian Lillard, exactly. Yeah, one of the two. It's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna sound like the delusional one that says it's gonna happen. But if that happened, I him and oh my god that's M- nba finals written all over it and can i just get something off my chest real quick yep okay <sighs> keep my composure here there's always been one person on twitter that i can't stand who's that al horford's wife not uh, i talk about anna horford oh yeah that that's his uh sister everyone thinks it's his wife okay i can't that's his sister well, I think she's kind of funny. Did he travel but... with him? 
I think she does because on her, I, I think she did, maybe pre pre COVID she did probably not right now, but okay. So whoever it was that was tweeting like we're back in Boston, blah blah blah. A couple years ago, she was roasting Boston because we had hot takes and and didn't like we were saying and all this stuff, blah blah blah. Then they were so excited. She was so excited to get out. Whatever. Now we're back. Woohoo! Yay. I tweeted, I was like, well, weren't you the one who couldn't wait to get out of here? Whatever. Last week, she pissed me off. As a, not minimum, but as an average salary type person, I do a part-time job, I do an internship, I get average money. Mm-hmm. You get average money. You're not, we're not millionaires. We're not, you know, we don't have the luxury to do everything we want. We're a blue collar podcast. Yes, exactly. We can't just be like, hey. The Red Sox game starts in two hours. Want to go buy like $150 tickets. Can't do that. No. This girl has the nod to tweet out. I would really like to go to a Red Sox game. Does anybody have any connections for me to go? You're talking like special connections or just buying a ticket? Just to go to the game. And, And she goes, does anyone have any special connections on how I can get to the game? And where should I sit? Oh my God. Do, do you not know that Al has millions of dollars and he could literally buy season tickets for like, a, it's worth a dollar in his pocket. Mm-hmm. He could literally buy a game tonight, front row monsters, front row behind the seats and it would cost him 50 cents. And you're on Twitter asking people for connections to the, to the, <laughs> to the freaking Red Sox game. That, oh, that, pissed me off. that was my drawing line. I unfollowed her and everyone was commenting like, isn't, isn't Al like a millionaire? And you're out here like, oh, that pissed me off. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was Anna. I'm pretty sure. Could be wrong. I don't know what, but that, oh, that set me off the ledge because I wish I could just be like, I wish I had someone in my family had millions of dollars that was close to me. Like, hey, let's go to the Red Sox game tonight. Awesome. Instead, you got to tweet it and say you want connections. Oh, God. That set me off the edge. And then on top of that, Horford's the one who left here for well, Horford essentially left to go get more money, right? He left for the money. Oh, I'm so happy to be back in Boston, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because you went on two crap organization teams. Because you sucked in Philly and you were traded to OKC as a salary dump. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Sometimes I just sit back and I just say, wow. You know what I mean? It, oh, God. That's when I miss Kemba. <laughs> or that's when I miss. I don't know, man. That tweet really set me off the edge last week. I actually, I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not as upset about it now, but I was pretty upset about it when I read that tweet at midnight, right before bed, and I was about ready to fall asleep. I had a great day, and I scrolled through Twitter, and I'm asking, I'm looking at someone who has millions of dollars asking how they can go to a Red Sox game. Twitter will, Twitter will ruin your night. Oh, God, I, I'm happy that I even got to two before I came out to Pittsburgh. Man. Oh. But just to finish on the point i think <laughs> i'll be okay but uh you're supposed to talk this this turned into this one from hey what are your thoughts on on stevens and udaka to getting pissed off about Kyrie and anna horford yeah we, i think we've had a lot of things to get off our chest since we've uh had our little hiatus podcasting so it was oh. good to 
Nikhil Harry, Anna Horford, and uh, Kyrie Irving. Don't listen to this podcast. So are they on our shit list? Or should we start a shit list for the podcast and just put, like, I don't know if Anna Horford could qualify on my shit list, but I'm happy <laughs> putting qualifies. Nikhil Harry and Kyrie. <laughs> she qualifies. She, well, I'll put Kyrie and Nikhil right at the top of my shit list. Oh, we have more Twitter stuff to, to get to after this segment too. So Yes, we can get to it. So, um. Uh, uh, we can get to it right now, actually. So, I was talking basketball. We'll probably cool off on the basketball talk as football approaches, but let's get to this your is rookie. This is the month where I lose interest in basketball. You know, it's... Oh, wait. Before we, before we talk about your Red Sox, quickly, we're going to do a minute on the finals, NBA finals. Phoenix won game one. What's your quick predictions or general thoughts? Suns out, guns out. Suns in six. All right. I, I think uh, Bucks are very one-dimensional, and the Suns basically have a person at every position that does something really well from Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. They are just on every level. They have good big a good big man, good guard, point guard that can set everyone up. So I think Bucks are Giannis or bust. Chris Middleton's way too uh, hot and cold. I'd say Suns and five. Suns and five. Bucks will sneak in the game. Now getting to our yeah, I think them. Well, real quick, I think them having that O two series deficit to Brooklyn gave them. If they they ever fell into that again, they still know how to get out of that. Gives them a chance. Yeah, and fun fact too. Before you go. No matter what team wins, um, every player on each team it'll be their first championship. Oh, so no, no champions. No team, no player or coach on either team has won a championship ever. And I think it'd be the Bucks' first championship since like '76 or something, and it would be the Suns' first championship ever. I think so. Yeah, but. I thought the playoffs were fun, and then now we're at the finals, and I, I'll root for the Suns, but I'm not going out of my way to, tur- to tune into it. Like, they're right. It's it's literally the NBA needs Curry. They need LeBron. They need they do need these players like, because I'm not going out of my way to watch it like I was with if it was just Steph or with Steph and LeBron, if it was just LeBron. People will go to their, their way to watch it with the star players playing. Mm-hmm. You're not – no I one was- – no one's emotionally invested into them like they are into no one into these teams with, with Booker and and uh, Chris Paul and Giannis as they are with LeBron and Steph Curry and you know Kawhi Leonard whatever you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. I I don't even Giannis isn't even a top a tier one star to me I think he's tier two oh. because of his market no one cares about the Bucks yeah that's true so not. The NFL, it really doesn't matter in the NFL. Like, everyone, football fans are going to watch football, and there's a lot of them. Like, it helps having Tom Brady be in the Super Bowl or Patrick Mahomes, but you don't need your top superstars to make the Super Bowl. People are going to watch no matter what. The NBA, not to keep bringing up WWE, but it needs stars. It needs a bad guy. Like, LeBron was the bad guy. Like, I only watched the Bucks Net series to hope the worst for Kyrie Irving like I was hate watching it but I was watching it and I haven't really 
I watched a little of the finals game, but I haven't watched a lot because again, like the one story's Chris Paul getting his first ring and maybe Giannis finally breaking through. But other than that, like I haven't really watched NBA does need the villains, whether it be Curry, Kyrie or uh, Kevin Durant or LeBron. And it, it probably will affect the ratings a lot this year. So it, it needs the heels, as I was saying for the WWE reference. But now onto our final topic. It is your Red Sox. And would you like to pull up the tweet that not the tweet, I think it's their bio, the Red Sox Twitter bio. This is midway through the season. Not it's not like the season's just about over and much time in the playoffs. This is almost to the all-star break. Ready? It's not like the Red Sox are known for having a team with an epic collapse and not making the playoffs after being up 10 games in September. And It's not like the Red Sox have had a team like that, right? I think the Red Sox secretly listen to this podcast. Remember, Remember your tweets from the first week of the season? We do. Yeah. Even though they just lost again, um, <laughs> they lost twice since uh, putting that as their bio. I mean, own two since making that their bio. Yeah, the Red Sox are um, uh, one and two since that tweet, and um, it's okay. It's okay. So I love it, and I hate it. I love it because I got to tweet Ryan with it and say, "Hey, the Red Sox are good," and all you could do was bash me. And say, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They'll be even lucky to win the division. <laughs> oh, you realize it's just the first month of the season. There's a long way to go. <laughs> and look at this. The Red Sox have the best record in the American League. The Red Sox have had the best record in baseball multiple times. The Red Sox don't give. I should give this to the Red Sox. It says never give up ever it's a life lesson the red Sox live by it they're a scrappy team they're a likable team they're a lovable team and you know what screw you for your takes at the beginning of the season because every time <laughs> i look at those standings i look at those scoreboards i somehow relate it back to you i like to just think about it right so here we go i'm gonna go on instagram and My just take quakes. you can go back you can honestly go back oh i gotta like this picture on instagram you could go back to our to our talk huh I said bonk. (laughs) Here it is. So I texted you. I said two straight. Uh Uh-oh, Ryan, the Red Sox are back. And you go, let's get to 500 tomorrow before we start the duck boats. (laughs) I mean, but... And then... Also, that's a logical point. Let's let them get back to 500. This was on April 7th, by the way. Yep. And then I said to you, I said, I already started them. And you said three and three, not six and oh. <laughs> All right, Tom, there's something called digging into a take. <laughs> and even if you know the take is terrible, you dig in and take the force. Take the brunt so, of it. So then, oh, I wish I could go back to the text from April. Because these were great texts. Um... You just constantly said, oh, well, the Red Sox, you know, the Red Sox, we don't just, you know, you can't just start the dope boats in April. 
oh, it's only the first month of the season. And you know what? We're halfway through the season and the Red Sox are on pace to win 100 games. The Red Sox are on pace Crazy. to have a World Series championship year. I started the duck boats the first week in April. So you know what? Good for the Red Sox. All right. Good for the Red Sox because every one of you who said they weren't going to win, those streets in Boston for the parade are going to be pretty freaking empty. Because I told you all, if you're not on this duck boat now, you're not getting on the duck boats and cheering them on when they're in the duck boats in in, in November. And so I'm going to I'm gonna get to sleep until 8 a.m. The parade starts at 10 a.m. I'm going to get to Boston at 9 a.m. No traffic because everybody who said they weren't going to do it, that's why they said it. There's only three people in this world that said that the Red Sox were going to be good. And that's Jared Carabas, myself, and Jimmy Stewart. Other than that, y'all can step away. We're winning the World Series this year. The Red Sox are good. They're getting Chris Sale back. So good for them for making that tweet. Because you know what? Yeah. It, I mean, obviously, it's kind of jinxy. It's only half a two season. <laughs> yeah, a little. But, oh, man, it just it feels good. It feels good. And you know what? The best part about all of this is, is that they don't, oh, the best part about all this is, is that the savages in the box, the New York Yankees are a trash dumpster. They're a trash, they're a dumpster lit on fire right now. I can't believe how bad the Yankees are, like how on paper, how talented that team is and how much Aaron Bruin has just bloused that whole situation up, like. Oh yeah, the um, the Rays lose lose. Uh, what's his name? Was it uh, the Rays lose their number one pitcher? Is it Glasnow? And Sounds they right. turn into a dump, they turn into a dumpster fire. The Red Sox keep on winning. They don't even have Chris Sale yet. They're gonna, I hope they make some moves at the trade deadline. The this is their division to lose now. A couple months ago was will the Red Sox even be a playoff team? Now this is their division to lose, and mm-hmm. I hope, I hope that when the Red Sox, oh, I don't want to hear anything from you. I don't even want to see. I will fly back if the Reds, if if the Red Sox win the World Series, yep. or I should say when the Red Sox win the World Series, because I'm not hopping off that take from March. I will. So you're fly on back. it. I will fly back, and you better have your snap locations off and not make any snaps showing that you're there because you will not be there. And I told you in April you were not going, and you're not buying a T-shirt. You're not buying a hat. All I will let you say congratulations to your 2021 World Series champions, Boston Red Sox. And you know what the funny pattern is? When I was out here in 2018, the Red Sox won the World Series. Next time I'm out here in 2021, the Red Sox are going to win the World Series again. And I told everybody this was going to happen, and no one wanted to listen to me. So you guys can all sit home, drink your beer, eat your popcorn, say congratulations, guys, while I'm going to the Duck Boat Show. The Duck Boat Show. So good for the Red Sox for tweeting that. We remember your tweets. We're not forgetting. There's no passes. The ship has sailed. The Duck Boats have already left. You're not getting on. There's no more room. Go socks. Socks are good. So I, I blame myself for this because I'm a big fan of history and history over the last 10 years of the Red Sox has shown is that the Red Sox are either the best team in baseball or the worst team in baseball. There's no in between the Red Sox. And I thought there'd be a little in between this year and the Red Sox are showing there's no in between the Red Sox are either the best team in baseball, which is what they're doing right now. Or what they were last year in the bubble, the or not the bubble, but 
COVID year. A season to forget. The worst. And team they're getting the third overall draft pick because of it. So, which is, <laughs> which is good, but. I mean, Tom, I will give you credit. You were on this take for anyone else. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, I can't be at the duck boat and just like boo and just be like, boo. Like, Are you booing my take or are you booing them? Oh, I don't know. Just boo my take. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll I'm carry not, signs. I'm not, I'm not deleting those screenshots either, my friend. All right, Tom, did you save the clip from Felger and Maz when you called in and said they go in the World Series and – they're like, yeah, I don't know about that. No, so actually I was on hold with them yesterday and um I was on a call in and then and I so I pick up the phone, like sports up. I'm like Tom in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh. All right, what's your take? Yeah, I called in, I told Maz that the Red Sox were gonna be good this year, and um I seem to be the only one that was right. Well, you know what Maz isn't in today, right? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna rub it into Felger. All right. Uh radio down, blah, blah, blah. I'm on hold, and then all of a sudden. Um, I, so I was waiting for a phone call uh, from my from my internship, and I wasn't expecting them to call back so early. And they started calling, and I had to hang up. I was really upset about it. I was really upset about it. So I will be calling in again. Also, too, the Boston Red Sox have five players going to the All Star game. I have them listed down. Five. You got Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, Matt Barnes in his first appearance, and Nathan Avaldi. So, good for them. I mean, Matt, Matt Barnes, to me, was the epitome of, like, an average relief pitcher. So, him having this good of the year, like, I'm happy for Matt Barnes. I mean, good for him. Who needs, who needs Craig Kimbrell when you have uh, Matt Barnes? So, you know, it just gives me so much joy. So, this is what I'm afraid of. Okay. So you said history has been known to repeat itself a lot. Yes. Remember a team last year, best team in football halfway through the season. Uh, a terrible towel team. I kept. I said. I said the same thing that the Red Sox tweeted. Remember when you when you all said? Yeah, I'm that, I told you right away. This is this is a loser team tweet or post. This is what loser teams say halfway through the season, not at the end of the season. That's what it drew concern. This is what the Steelers would have tweeted, not a Boston team. But so this is the difference, though, is that it's not like they're running into a Patrick Mahomes like player or team in the American League. You guys lost to the Browns. You didn't lose to Patrick Mahomes. You lost to the Browns. But people were saying. Yeah, the Steelers have the best record, but they're not getting past Kansas City. Yes. Okay. There's there no one's saying the Red Sox have the best record, but they can't get past uh we'll say like Houston. Houston so Houston's has, their one team that yeah. I think you'd have to have huge concern. Yeah, they've owned the Red Sox this season. But oh, Big Brother's back tonight at eight o'clock. Your show. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's on it's gonna be on right here. Um yeah, so Whenever the Red Sox win on the weekend, I, I, I open a nice Coors Light. Shout out to my man, Jared Caravis in Section 10. We open up a nice Coors Light, and I and I suck one for the Red Sox. We suck one. Okay. What's the update on the um, podcast name? Uh, so we're still the next one podcast slash. Uh, the, last one was the, best. the last one was the best one or something. I 
I, I, I haven't been very active on the Twitter. I need to give you the I've password. That. I've noticed that. Yeah, I haven't really tweeted I much. I to, we might need to hire a media department. I was going to say, I'm going to have to give you the password. So if you want to just tweet anything that's not pro Pittsburgh Steelers, unless you put like TC next to it or something, maybe you could do that. The last one was fun. The last one was fun. <laughs> too, I guess, yeah. That's a good so, name. If the Patriots, if the Patriots if have a losing like, record, I'm... well, Nate, if the Patriots have a losing record again this year, I'll, I, I would say if the Patriots miss the playoffs, I'll rename the podcast to the last one was fun podcast. <laughs> That's how confident they'll, out of a seven seed playoffs, they'll make the playoffs. Here's the problem. If you hire a media department guy, watch it. They might start tweeting out like the Red Sox. Some crazy takes. Hey, hey, a crazy takes better than no takes is what I've been doing because I have not been watching. I've been watching a lot of news of sports. Like I've been watching a lot of uh, or listening to a lot of radio podcasts about sports, but I've not been watching a lot of actual sports. So if you have yeah, anything you to tweet, you have nothing to live off of. Exactly. Go ahead. Post it because I have not been posting anything. It's a dead Twitter account right now. We're losing a lot of followers just because I haven't tweeted anything. So we have training camp, which is about two weeks away. It's like July 27th or something. So three. Yeah. I think the first. I think uh, Pittsburgh starts two weeks because you guys have the um, Hall of Fame game against the Cowboys. So you guys start early. I was thinking about going down to that. It's not too far of a drive. I think it's like a couple hour drive. Can might as well because it's it's all the Steeler plays. Bill, got Bill Troy. I'm sure it won't be sold out, so you probably get taken pretty easily. I don't know. It's Steelers and Cowboys fans. It's all Steelers and Cowboys players pretty much getting inducted, so that might be a pretty sold out one. Yeah. You can go if you want. Wear a Cowboys or a Steelers jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be going to a uh, open at Cowboys uh, Bucks. I'm going to Tampa. You're going to that? Yeah, I'll be live on scene. Cause uh, wow. friend Christo, you know Christo, he's a huge Cowboys fan. And oh, yep. Yeah, and you the, uh, you find a Brady uh, Bucks like T-shirt? So I, I'll probably wear a Brady Patriots jersey there, and I'll probably be so. Uh, higher drunk off the nostalgia i'll probably like buy a brady tampa bay jersey just to fit in with the crowd and be like yeah fuck the cowboys uh like I'll, I'll probably do that but as i said i'm not like for belichick brady i'm not team belichick it's just i think brady's definitely in the lead like where i thought it was 50 50 right now i'm giving brady 60 40 head on belichick but the story's not written on belichick I think the Patriots will have a lot to prove this year. Wait a minute. You still were kind of 50-50 after the Super Bowl. Right. Yes, because I didn't want to be – I wanted to let it settle in, and I didn't want to be too uh, wishy-washy one way or another because the Bucks did have probably one of the best defenses too. But now thinking about it, like it is leaning towards Brady's favor. Just partially just from all the – like Brady kept – all the players in line, like Brady listens, all the players are in line. So there's no Brady now. There's no one to keep the players in line. Belichick giving these big contracts. So I I have to naturally give Brady a little more credit for 
Belichick is a good coach, but he needs a player to that best player to fall in line. So I'm giving Brady more of the edge right now. I love the, the um I love how who Brady has become. He just doesn't know how he he runs his mouth a lot now. Uh did you watch the um the match last night at all? Uh I like I've seen all the memes he's posted and I saw like all the comments. Like he was just roasting Aaron Rodgers, which is funny. But like he just doesn't kept bringing it up. He does not care anymore. Tom Brady can not give less of a damn about what he has to say because he knows he's untouchable. I tweeted about it. He knows he's untouchable at this point. Anything he can say, it doesn't matter because he's a goat. He can just do whatever. So if you, I mean, I wish, I, I kind of wish this Brady was in Pittsburgh. I mean, in Pittsburgh, in New England for um, a couple of years because this is a fun Brady. He's out there saying, well, 90% of the time I say you're good. I probably mean you suck. Or his brands, his social media, he just, he doesn't care anymore. He's like, he'll put his championships on his golf balls yesterday. <laughs> um, he is dancing and singing with Gronk everywhere. Tommy and Gronky going on shows, like bragging about him and Gronk. And dude, this guy is living the life, man. He is. If you, if you could trade your, your, your life to have Tom Brady's life for one day, but in doing so, you had to stop becoming a Patriots fan for the rest of your life and become a Steelers fan. Would you do it? If I could be Tom Brady for one day, okay. I'd have to go back to being a Steelers fan for life when I'm yeah. me again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 24 hours. Me, I'd say if I could be Tom Brady the day of the Super Bowl parade, I would say maybe. Like, not like a day-to-day, because I'm sure, like, a lot of his days – because I think Charles Barkley on the broadcast said he – after last year's golf thing with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady was in the parking lot doing wind sprints. Tom Brady works really hard, like, for all the showboating he's been doing. But if I could be drunk Tom Brady off avocado tequila on a boat throwing my seventh Lombardi trophy because I don't give a damn, I would probably do that, yes. If I could choose that day, I would do it just to be Tom Brady for that day publicly intoxicated having the time of his life like what about big ben if i could be big hell no (laughs) (laughs) i'm not being big ben on his best day hell no (laughs) you get that you would have to work out well yeah i guess i would have to work out that day because i don't work out any day but (laughs) no big big ben i mean i'm sure if you walk outside of pittsburgh everyone's just calling you up sex offender (laughs) he's always safe in the pittsburgh area and slightly outside dude ben's loved here man if i like saying in pittsburgh be fine but you can move out of pittsburgh if if i loved like if i came to visit you and i loved pittsburgh pittsburgh's a nice town but i'd have to love pittsburgh to choose to be big ben for a day all right all right but uh, any last? This podcast has gone very long. Uh, any last uh, thoughts? And a half. What's that? Hour and a half. Uh, we've got like an hour. We should live stream this one day. Okay. It could be fun. Have interaction. Well, we need to get. We need to hear from Kev from Kansas City. Yes, we have not heard from Kansas City Kevin a few. 
He lit up a Cam Newton card yesterday. He sent me a Snapchat. Again? He was, made a fire pit yesterday and threw another Cam Newton card in there and said, and said that his card being roasted to generate more fire was more useful than Cam Newton on a football field. I mean, I'm just kind of concerned for Cam Newton's health. Like, Cam Newton's done nothing to generate this much hate. Like, it's not like he's won. Like, why you like burn a Tom Brady card? Yeah, because Tom Brady's hurt you. Cam Newton has not hurt anyone because he sucked. He's only hurt Patriots fans, so I don't know why he's so anti-Cam. He should be pro-Cam. He should want Cam to start the rest of his career with the Patriots because then the Patriots will just be average. Next show, we got to get into Mac Jones talk. Yes, I... Surprised his name wasn't mentioned once on the show today. Yeah, I, t- I mentioned briefly about uh, being excited for Cam because that's going to be all we talk about when yeah. uh, Camp comes around is Mac Jones versus Cam Newton. It's going to get annoying, though. It will. Every like, day there's going to be a new take, and then at the end of the day, it's just opinions. Like, I'm so excited for it that I'm going to go to a practice just so I can watch and so I can pretend to be a reporter and make my own takes. Like, I was on the field. I saw... So I am really excited for that. Here's what we should do. We should uh, do a live pod from your from your location. I'll go to the Steelers training camp and we can live pod it. Well, Ryan, as you can see over here, we have Big Ben throwing. Blah, 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 and you'd be like, we can we can spy gate each other by recording each other's practices and posting it. <laughs> we can have a great time. I'll be a Steelers agent. You'll be a Patriots agent, and we'll be recording the other team's practice. I'll say that I work for the Patriots. Yes, like you'd probably make national news, like. Not even joking. But until next week, we're going to try to be more consistent. So hopefully we'll be back next week and a more consistent schedule so we can have a consistent listen. So an extra long pod for the welcome back. But this has been the 74th edition of the Next One Podcast. I am Ryan Connolly along with the one and only Tom Croco, Hot Takes Croco, and Sign Language Croco. And until the next one, thank you so much for listening. And Kill Harry, who the hell did you one. suck one? Nikhil. Yes, but not not a course. Oh, here we go. <laughs>